millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to Loose Units, Loose Ends. I'm Paul Verhoeven. That's John Verhoeven. And Dad, I have a question for you. Mm -hmm. I love questions. Okay, well, here we go. So, you know how true crimes had a bit of a boom? I mean, part of the reason this show exists is because people love true crime. Were you into true crime before we started Loose Units? That's a very interesting question. Perhaps I committed a tiny bit of true crime. What does that mean? But I'd never admit to it. Oh. Uh, I mean, uh, I used to steal the, yeah. the milk money when I used to deliver the newspapers. I used to deliver a paper to all the neighbours and then I'd take their milk money. Yes, but that's not really... I mean, the thing about true crime is it's like there's a murder committed and everyone wants to check in week by week. We kind of have a weekly podcast about John's milk money, you know? Mm. The answer is no, but that's okay. Mum's actually a big fan of true crime. And weirdly, she and I went to the school Teacher's Pet takes place in. That's neither here nor there. So there's a new show on Disney Plus and it is called Only Murders in the Building. And in it, three people who live inside this kind of Upper West Side apartment building in New York... These three disparate people, all listening to true crime podcasts and getting all kind of up in that groove, they suspect that someone in the building might have been murdered. And so they kind of band together and try and solve this murder and do a true crime podcast of their own. So the cast is incredible. It is Steve Martin, Martin Short, and Selena Gomez. And it's a really, really fascinating show, partly because... I mean, from an interior design perspective, it's exactly the kind of building you would want to be murdered in. I mean, it's a, it's a beautiful building. But, Dad, I was lucky enough to chat with John Hoffman, who is the um, creator and writer of the show. And uh, good name. I think you'll agree. John? But also, Paul, um, are you aware that Steve Martin, who is a most accomplished banjo player, mm-hmm. many, many, many people... Probably more than, I'd say more than 25 people in my life have said that I look like Steve Martin. And I regard that as an extreme compliment. It is a compliment. Although what I find interesting is that it's tricky because I always liked the idea. I always liked the idea of having Steve Martin play you in something. The problem is, though, now because of only murders in the building, he actually is playing someone who is, you know, not unlike you Mm. uh, demeanor wise. It's... Mm. It's a wonderful role. It's a really great show. And I was lucky enough to sit down with the creator of Only Murders in the Building, John Hoffman, and talk about true crime. John, hi. How are you doing? Paul, I'm good. Nice to meet you. Oh, likewise. And uh, thank you for joining me on Loose Units. Well done on the... That is a fantastic... That's not... That painting is beautiful. Oh, my God. You're so nice. I always feel like I'm looking too intimidating, like I'm in some kind of museum. This is my dining room. 
And I, it's by one piece of art that I, I love so much. I got it in Vietnam, actually. Just, all right. So I instantly know that you have taste. So that's an excellent place to start. Um, <laughs> well, look, first of all, well done on the series. This is such a, it, it's either a love letter or an indictment of true crime culture. I mean, h- how did you first fall into true crime's orbit? Through this project. And, and I, although I had fallen a little bit more, you know, I was, uh, I listened to Serial, I listened to S-Town, I listened to the podcast that most people were sort of like lighting up to. Um, and I would like a true crime documentary, Errol Morris's work, all of that. Uh, it wasn't my natural, I said, I wasn't a fanatic for it. It turns out Steve Martin is, uh-huh. and Selena Gomez is. Um, and I didn't know that about Selena, but she told me that in our first conversation. I was like, oh. Well, that's handy. Right. So in that way, yes, it is. And, and a love letter and indictment is a great way to put it um, because there is a meta humor about um, stepping in to investigate someone's uh, life and death and sort of a, you know, careful what you wish for moment that happens many times over in this series about their involvement in this. And yet, at the bottom is a very sweet connection that's happening amongst these three unexpected people to come together and do anything. And that's really what the show started to be about. Um, And I got excited by that. I was also just personally involved in something a year before this show came toward me. um, Something happened in my own life where a friend of mine had died under mysterious circumstances that, I had spent the better part of a year um, investigating and and traveling and and trying to find out what really happened. And by the end of it all, it was this odyssey for me that that I had never been, nothing like I'd ever done, but I couldn't not do it. I was compelled to find the truth. And when by the end of it, the truth came out, it was very different from what it looked like at the beginning. So um, I took that experience and kind of infused it within the mystery and tried to create sort of a, a real mystery that we could care about. And then sort of through Mabel's story, um, care about. And then beyond that, then find the human comedy in all of that. That is so interesting because I was just about to ask whether you, you know, much like uh, Mabel Charles and all of that, actually have that kind of within you, within your DNA to want to try and solve, solve a murder, basically. I didn't until a year before getting this job uh, to to create the show with Steve. Yeah. And, and I, I don't know that I could have done it without that experience as hard as that was. It was the, the show itself was a very healing process because my yeah. friend who died would have loved all of this that came of this. And the fact that he was a part of this in some way um, underneath it, uh, as I wrote about sort of how to get deeper and underneath these characters and underneath this mystery. Yeah. Um, that's very gratifying to me. That's incredible. Do you think that's a kind of common trait that people have? I mean, because when Serial came out, and first of all, massive, massive props for pretty much casting, was it Tina Fey as the Sarah Koenig character? I mean, that's that's that was great. Um, but <laughs> when, when Serial first came out, I was surprised at the amount of people who became just convinced that, if they worked together, they could break a case wide open. And you mentioned that Steve was a very big true crime fan. Do you think that if the two of you put your heads together, you could tackle this kind of stuff in real life that you could, you know, track down a murderer, piece together evidence, or do you think that's stuff that's best left to the professionals? Gosh, that's a good question. 
I think Steve might say yes. Um, I might say no. Um, <laughs> he he loves he loves getting into the details of those things. I love details. I love that about, and that's where we very much connected. And always we connected, but in those ways, I just love when he would bring up some special detail within a script or within a line, even sometimes, and and say, "What about this?" And when I first went and visited him at his pre-war apartment building in New York City to have dinner with him and get more into talking about what we're going to do, he immediately pulled me into his apartment building and he took me over to the window. He said, I want you to see something. And I looked out his window and it was at night and across the way was another window. And he said, do you see what's going on in that window in that apartment across the way? And I said, yes, there's a man and it looks like maybe his daughter at the breakfast table or whatever having... And he said, yes, okay, now everything you're seeing is not happening in that apartment. If the light goes off, it will show you no one's in that apartment. And what you're seeing is the reflection of the apartment underneath us. And I was in, I was like, what? And that kind of thing, it's very rare window, but it's also like a really intriguing way to look at storytelling and and thinking of like, what you're seeing may not be what you think it is and how we're all living these isolated lives, particularly in a New York apartment building, which I do well. Yeah. And how the draw is to attempt to connect. If you get that draw bonkers. I mean, cause my dad used to be a cop and he um, do this show and we do live shows and dad's opening thing is he'll stand there in a room full of people and be like, statistically one of you killed someone or one of you is going to kill someone. And everyone just craps the bed. But it's interesting how many people, I mean, because I want to talk about the building very briefly. It has such, it has that beautiful New York flavor. It has that, it has that kind of crunchy quality. Can you tell me just a bit about the building? Is this a real place where you went and shot on location? And how much did you let the architecture and the structure of these buildings dictate the story? Absolutely great question. Um, I was obsessed with the idea, most of all, I think, beyond the fact that Steve Martin had this notion Built into the notion was a pre-war apartment building in New York. I love the feeling. I know them well. And so I was a little obsessed on on the building itself that we would find. It needed to have a courtyard that limited how many we could use. Then we were in a pandemic. So who would allow us to shoot during this time and have more people in and around that space? And we were very fortunate to land this stunner of a building that hasn't been shot before, the Bell Nord on 86th and Broadway. And um, it's it was re- restored impeccably in the last 10 years. So all of those sort of um, frescoes that are on the archways uh, leading into the courtyard of the building, I mean, they're just beautiful yeah. and provocative and evocative. And um, the only movie that I scene that really lived and breathed as sort of, and there may be more, but the one that I could go to that I love, which is Rosemary's baby had, you know, it made the thing that feels like a cliche and you can say the building is a fourth character in the show. Um, I hope that's how it feels. And the other thing we did was on our stages, we built these sets that are the apartments, the main apartments in the building beautifully designed by our production designer, Kirk Beach, and very involved in every corner and fabric and aspect of those apartments 
holding clues to an ongoing series for each of these characters. Uh, I've been in apartments like Oliver's and adored them where they're steeped in the history and the theatricality of all of his life. And then a slightly renovated um, new, but what was going on? When did that happen for Steve and his apartment? And then the raw unformed space that's being renovated that Mabel is living in felt all akin to who they were. And I was leaning in, in my mind at least, and hoping the audience would be to finding out what parts of their personalities matched their settings. So they're walking around inside themselves, basically. Yes. I have to go. I don't want to. This has been oh. so much fun. I know. Really, it's a great series and you've done such a great job and uh, good luck, man. It's it's just wonderful stuff. It's such a pleasure to talk to you, Paul. I would love to go on too. I feel like you have such great questions. So nice to talk to you about it. How great was that? John Hoffman speaking live from what... I mean, the thing is, whilst you can't see the painting in that photo, I mean, he looked like he was on the set of the show. I think... Dad, have you been to New York City before? We often joke about this because... I have mm-hmm. been to New York and I was tell you and your siblings that story about me arriving at Pier 97 Christmas Eve in 1971 and you always laugh because we went to Chinatown and we all gathered round in a big circle and whoever wanted to take out any money out of their wallet had to stand in the middle of the circle. So we were there for kind of a few hours but you and your sister in particular Never give that credence. It's as though you think I actually didn't go. You sort of say it doesn't count. But I have been to New York. Yeah, you've technically you've been to New York, but New York is a city of experiences. If you haven't actually been there and, you know, done stuff, I would actually argue, and I know this is contentious, I think that if you went somewhere as a very young child, it doesn't count. Paul, I, I you, I mean, look, what? what? I mean, Paul, that's ridiculous. I mean, I travelled around the world by ship. It took a year. Well, four weeks each way plus some time in between. Now, you know, I mean, I've been to Tahiti. It may have only been for a few hours, but you can't say, oh, you haven't been because you were only there for a short time. Ah, let me let me posit a recent contradiction from your good self. You were talking about yourself and mum and the fact that I was conceived in Fiji. Mm. Yeah? Yep. And you had the nerve to say to me, well, you've technically been to Fiji. Uh, yes, I rest my case. No, I rest my case. Well, if we were in court, Paul, yep. uh, it'd be quite an interesting episode. Well, yeah, because we'd be kicked out for being you know, disrespectful and doing a podcast in a, in a courtroom. Mm. Which Paul, also, can I just say that mm. you know who I, who I also really actually love? Martin Short. He's great. I mean, in fact, he and Steve Martin have, have done some, some work recently. Not, not, I'm not talking about this show. They've done some other stuff. So... You know, who's the uh, the lovely lady with them? So Selena Gomez is in this and her character is uh, called Mabel, which, by the way, fantastic name. I don't mm. think there's nearly enough old-fashioned names for people these days. I mean, you know, listeners will... Listeners are very familiar with my um, indifference to my name, but I think, Dad, if you and Mum had given me some sort of really old-school name, I would have been down with that. I think um, that Paul... Is relatively old school. Uh, in fact, uh, I'd say it's 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 got some good, uh, and, and it's a lot of wonderful people have actually been called Paul. But Paul, back to the um, the true crime. This sounds like my cup of tea, even though I'm not a tea drinker. Um, but I, if I said this sounds like my cup of coffee, people yep. would go, "What what what does that mean?" But the thought, 
the thought yeah. of three people that are into true crime podcasts mm. believing that something sinister and horrifying has happened within their building. And I'm quite familiar with the brown stones and the magnificent buildings that sort of line the American, the New York skyline. Mm. Um, I have a feeling it's going to be a cracker. Yeah, I think what I like, what I really like about this is that we have listeners of Loose Units who probably think they could solve a murder of their bandit together. Now, imagine if three of them lived in a building and were listening to this very show and then they witnessed a murder and then they went on to try and solve it. Now, that would be the kind of thing that I'd be mad I didn't come up with. And you know what? I am mad I didn't come up with this premise. It's a great premise. It's a wonderful show. It's on Disney Plus very, very soon. Only murders in the building. Steve Martin, Martin Short, Selena Gomez. It's an absolute cracker of a show. And I was just so grateful to be able to speak with John Hoffman. I think um, in another life, I would like to have perhaps been your your partner in the police force. I think (gasps) we would have made great detectives. Are you kidding? No, but you would have been the junior man. I'll I'll, I'll take that. I will take that. You would have had to have opened... The door for me. Right. But I'd also drive and I can't mm, drive. You can't drive. No, but no, I guess but in- junior, No, Dad, you've, you've- Look, one of the one of the points of this show is that the junior man drives. Isn't true, that so? True. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Um, in fact, when I went to the police academy back in- Golly, it seems so long ago. Golly. Back in the 80s. Yeah. There was a girl in my class who during her time at the- Police Driver Training Academy, where we did advanced driving for two weeks. Yeah. She did her advanced driving, get ready for this, on her L's. Incredible. Is that allowed? Mm, not sure. Okay. We used to bend the rules a lot back in the yeah, police force, back in the day. Believe me, I know. Mm. God. Well, it's a different time now, but I still like to think there's something very romantic about thinking someone's been murdered and going and investigating it yourself. And that's what Only Murders in the Building is about. So make sure when you can, head across to Disney+. Plus. By the way, if you are a nerd, there is nowhere better to go than Disney+. Plus. I mean, going in for the true crime is, is wonderful and you should absolutely do that. But Jesus Christ, parenthetically, if you're a Marvel fan, what if is very good. Anyway, that's a sidebar. Hope you're all doing well, and we hope you enjoyed this very strange week of Loose Units. I mean, obviously, Dad's appearance on Dish earlier this week was very odd. If you haven't listened to that episode yet, holy shit, I think it's an absolute banger of an app. And Dad, you are so good. And you're very sweet, Paul. And the fact that you mentioned the word banger, which kind of leans towards the reference to sausage. <laughs> and I was actually getting a coffee this morning, and one of the baristas started um, talking about a very large to started... Um, Talking about a very large sausage. Oh, well, well, we really enjoyed that episode of Dish. And if you haven't already gone across and subscribed, for the love of God, do it. Oh, holy shit. I have some news. Dad, Dish, and I think partly thanks to Loose Units listeners, has just hit number one on the food podcast charts. We are the number one food podcast in Australia right now. Congratulations. Totally amazing. Um, <clears throat> Paul, I've, I've just come up with a bit of a brainwave. You love Lego, don't you? I love Lego. Yes. Why don't we yeah. create a Lego crime scene? Has it ever been done? Well, here's the thing, and this is just a very quick nerdy message before I go. I'm a very big fan of the show Elementary, and so I was talking with a guy who makes custom Lego minifigs in the UK, and I now have a Lego brownstone building with a Lego minifig version of uh, Johnny Lee Miller's Sherlock Holmes and... Uh, 
Lucy Liu's Joan Watson and De- Captain Gregson and Detective Bell. I have them standing at the front of a of a brownstone. I just haven't put a body there yet. I don't see why we couldn't get Lego minifig versions of you and me and have them. God, at this point, I'm just playing with Lego. I think I'm unraveling during lockdown, Dad. I think I'm going a bit peculiar, mm. but that's okay. Mm. It's well. All right. That's all right. Well, thank you so much for listening to this really odd week of Loose Units. We hope you enjoyed the kind of shake-up. It's nice occasionally just to kind of shake things up, do something different. And speaking of which, the next season of Loose Units, which begins, you know, quite soon, is going to be spectacularly different. You guys have no idea what you're in store for. We've already started planning. It is really exciting. We're not going to spoil anything, but it's going to be huge. So have a wonderful weekend, everyone. Stay safe. Feel free to hit us up at facebook.com forward slash loose units, and we'll see you soon. Bye. And cheerio, everyone. I love you all. (laughs) Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at UH1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.